And now I have the great privilege this afternoon speaking to Vivian Myberg. And Vivian is the National Director of the ICEJ, the International Christian Embassy Jerusalem. Vivian, good afternoon and thank you so much for taking time speaking to us. Good afternoon. It's a great pleasure to be with you this afternoon. Thank you. Vivian, let's start. The International Christian Embassy Jerusalem exists to do what? Um, in a nutshell, really an organization that that was established in 1980 at a time when there was a vacuum in Jerusalem. Because in 1980, Israel passed the Jerusalem law, which stated that Jerusalem is the capital of the Jewish people, because as we know from 1967, they got it back in that war. And when this law was passed in the place of the Israeli parliament, all the Arab nations um, really kind of opposed this law and said that and no, Jerusalem cannot be the capital of the Jewish nation. And they actually threatened every single nation that had an embassy in Jerusalem in 1980. And there were 13 nations, and all of them packed up their bags and moved down to Tel Aviv because of the threat of an oil embargo against the nations if they did not do this. And it was at that very time that a group of men and women were praying in Jerusalem, including some South Africans. And God, in a very supernatural way, led them and guided them to open an embassy in this vacuum and to say we will be a Christian embassy um, supporting the obviously the um, right of Israel to exist but also supporting the fact that Jerusalem is the eternal undivided capital of the nation of Israel and so we were born within two weeks at that time in September of 1980 and our mandate is really to stand with Israel but in a very practical way to also comfort them according to the scriptures comfort ye comfort ye my people and we do that practically by ministering to them, as Romans 15 verse 27 says. It says, you know, we have received so much spiritual blessing from them that we are actually obligated to minister to them with our material blessings. So we have paid for, I think it is now, about 180,000 Jews to make Aliyah in fulfillment of the prophetic scriptures that say that they will be coming back in these days. It's very exciting that Christians can play their part in literally the scriptures being fulfilled. Um, we also run a lot of Holocaust survivor homes. And then very relative um, or relevant at this point, we have um, donated more than 200 bomb shelters, especially to the regions in the southern part near Gaza where the rockets get fired continuously at these communities. So we on the ground very presently working very hard on a number of levels to help with the present war effort. But yes, that's in a nutshell who we are. Vivian, if I may ask you, how are the uh, relationship between the Christian church and the Orthodox Jewish community in Jerusalem and in Israel? The Jewish people, even including the Orthodox, are beginning to realize whether they are Jewish, Orthodox, or um, secular, many of them across the board recognize more and more that the only friends that they have in the world, or their best friends that they have in the world, are in fact evangelical Christians. So we all know that there's been a history for 2,000 years of of church persecution and the Crusaders, and, and the Jewish people have remembered that history. So in that sense... There hasn't been a good relationship throughout the ages between the church and the Jews, but that is... What would you say from the perspective of the International Christian Embassy in Jerusalem, uh, what is the truth regarding God's purpose for Israel in these 
very difficult times. Look, it is very, very clear that there is no other nation land-wise where mm. God himself established the boundaries of that nation. And there are more than 150 prophetic words that speak about the covenant that God made and the restoration that would happen in these days. So biblically, we are very, very clear. There was an, an eternal um, covenant made between Abraham and God, which went forward to Abraham and his descendants. Numerous scriptures speak about this. Genesis 15, Genesis 17 is repeated, it's confirmed over and over. It's, it's ratified in later covenants. And the fact is that this land covenant is eternal. And what is so, so important about it is that God also often equates this land covenant to the fact that he will be their God and they will be his people. He often speaks about the fact that the nations will know that he is God based on the fact that he is faithful and able to keep the covenant that he made with Abraham regarding the land. And I think right there we need to understand that this is why the battle is so intense around that tiny piece of land in the Middle East. It's the size of the Kruger National Park. It's a fraction of the size of all the Arab nations, and yet the conflict is centered on that. And I believe it is because God's name is actually tied up with that land. He actually says in Deuteronomy chapter 32, this is the place of my inheritance. So many, if you go and read Psalm 83, it's actually a very, very clear picture of what is taking place now. Because Psalm 83 speaks about the fact that, oh Lord, those who hate you have lifted their heads against you and then have said, let us cut off the name of Israel from being a nation. Let us take their pastures for our possession. And you can go and read that whole psalm. It's a fascinating um, actually picture of what is going on again. And so this battle around the land is ongoing. And yet the covenant and the scripture is clear that God is the owner of the whole world. And he chose to give this part, this small portion, which in fact they're only in a fraction of the boundaries that he laid out in the scriptures, to, to Abraham and to his descendants, which is the Jewish nation. Vivian, you at the International Christian Embassy in Jerusalem uh, comfort and support the Jewish people in all their challenges. Um, how do you do this in a very practical way? I just want to also mention there that we, in fact, also reach out to many Israeli Arab communities the Bedouin, we, we have projects with, with all of those that are um, living in Israel, but the bulk of it is um, to the Jewish nation because they are the bulk of that nation and that's really our mandate. And so a very practical way is um, paying for many of the Jewish people that come from um, Ethiopia even, from Russia. Um, we, are, we are presently busy raising funds for a group coming from India, the B'nai Manash tribe. It's from the tribe of Manasseh. It's amazing that are coming back in these days back to their land. God is calling them back from the nations um, in prophetic fulfillment of what the scriptures said would happen in these very days. And so, of course, we get very involved with Alia, also with the integration of many of them into society. It's very hard for many of them. They don't know the language. They need a lot of support. But on a practical level, we also do a lot of crisis aid. Um, it's amazing because in the war that is happening now, and we were actually in Israel with the tour group when it um exploded and when it started on the 7th of October, but our aid department informed us that we had given equipment to first responders in these communities right bordering on Gaza, and because of that equipment, they came back to her and they said, do you know that it, 
it, it is estimated that 3,000 lives were saved because we could use this equipment to quickly communicate with communities and get ourselves ready to face this onslaught. But um, so there's, uh, and, and as I've mentioned, the bomb shelters saved many lives because the rockets have continuously been coming across from Gaza since Hamas took over in 2007. So this is very practical ways. Um, and in the Holocaust survivor homes, we are very involved with as well, where the last survivors of the Holocaust are living out their last days. So there's many ways in which one can help. We also have daily prayer meetings um, on Zoom from Jerusalem happening every day at four o'clock. Anybody's welcome to join us with those. So we pray, we advocate, and we practically um, kind of help them in, in practical ways. May I ask you, and I know this is a contentious issue, uh, the Holocaust survivors, and many of them, as you just said, uh, nearing the end of their days uh, at the moment uh, because of their age. Uh, yes. What, what are they thinking? How do they uh, have their perspective on all that is going on at the moment between Israel and Gaza and thinking back of that terrible time of the Holocaust. It's very, very traumatic for them. This is the greatest number of Jews that have been brutally butchered and murdered in one day since the Holocaust. Yeah. And we're hearing reports, of course, some of the Holocaust survivors were even taken captive into Gaza. Sure. Elderly people in their 80s are being held captive in Gaza. You know, there's two ladies from South Africa, elderly Jewish ladies. They're not Holocaust survivors, but 76 and 84-year-old um, South African old um, ladies that are being held at the moment. Um, but it's very traumatic for them because they say this was exactly what took place. And the fact that, um, you know, that families were butchered in the same way like the Nazis did, um, it's, it's it's really quite shocking for them and very, very traumatic. Some of them were living in those communities even and, and are now having to get a lot of counseling, etc. But I think the biggest challenge is to see how the world is reacting to Israel, um, how the anti-Semitic attacks are increasing, how the media is turning against Israel, and that's been the biggest shock. After this brutal attack that took place, how quickly, when Israel defends themselves in Gaza, um, and obviously there have sadly been civilians that have been killed in the process, but how quickly the world turns against Israel. And we can see this and we saw what happened in, in Russia recently in one of those states and just even in the UK and even in America on, on college campuses. And the rhetoric and the narrative and the, the, the way that people speak about the Jews is no different to what it was before the Holocaust um, took place. Talking about that, Sir Vivian, uh, the International Christian Embassy in Jerusalem playing an active part and active being an active voice of reconciliation between not only the Jews and Christians, but also the Jews, the Christians and the Arab people. Tell us about yes. that. Yes, we are. The ICJ is very involved with the what we call the Messianic Jewish community as well, um, very much supporting them. And of course, they do have a challenge in time um, with some of only with certain groups, only with small um, segments, actually, of the Orthodox community. They, they are very challenged by them, um, as they are not accepted within those communities once they become a believer in Jesus or Yeshua. And so the ICJ is very involved in supporting those communities on many levels. And then also the Arab communities, especially the Christian Arab communities. Um, just this afternoon on the prayer that I was on, they have a Christian Arab lady from Nazareth speaking on the prayer session this afternoon. So, of course, there's tremendous um, 
initiatives, but a lot of goodwill. And I can also just share that they've had some amazing prayer meetings um, and worship services within these communities where Jews, Arabs, and Christians are all together, worshiping the Lord, repenting even together of maybe attitudes that weren't right before. And we really see that God is doing something amazing, even and through this present conflict. Vivian, I believe that prayer at this moment is essential, especially for those Christians which are and whom are uh, enduring such difficulties in this very difficult situation. Just give us briefly a picture of that, please. Look, we're aware of, if you're talking about the Christians within Gaza, would be, yes. um, we, we, we're aware of between 800 and 1,000. We would never really know how many there are, but it's by far the minority in that area, the 2.3 million people living in Gaza. And God, I'm sure, has appeared to many and has drawn some to himself. We're aware of about, as I say, 800 to 1,000 Christians. And we really need to pray for them that God would supernaturally shield them and protect them and watch over them because the situation within Gaza is not easy. Israel has asked the people to move to the south. Hamas has kept them even at gunpoint, even shooting some who try and do that, keeping them up in the north as human shields against the IDF, knowing that the IDF never wants to target anything at civilians. So so there is intense pressure within Hamas, which is a very demonic entity. And so we really need to pray um, that they are protected as this battle rages. Within Israel itself, continue to pray for the Messianic Jewish community who, who, who have many challenges within the land. But you know, there are more than 500 that we are aware of, um, Jewish believers, children, um, soldiers that are fighting within the IDF right now. And they're they alongside these units and they are able to be a witness and a testimony at this time to their fellow soldiers. Um, and so, and also I just got figures today about the, the unemployment. So there's a big challenge right now with unemployment in Israel as a result of the war. I mean, it was a very strong country economically, but many, many of them are struggling. And even when we were there with our tour, our Jewish guide, who's a beautiful messianic believer in Yeshua, you know, he, he saw, he said to me on his phone, look, all of my tours have been canceled. They've just been canceled. I've got a wife. I've got a child. This is my source of income. And he was very stressed because of that. So we could just encourage him. But these are the some of the issues to pray for in a practical way. Vivian Myberg, thank you so much. And Vivian is the National Director of the ICEJ, the International Christian Embassy in Jerusalem. Vivian, thanks so much for taking time. I know you are very busy. We pray as you asked us to do, and we will keep them in our prayers. Thank you so much for what you are doing. May the Lord God Almighty just bless you and keep you, ma'am. Thank you very much.